Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Snap here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? We apologize for the time and the fact that we had to switch um, episodes. Uh, well, not episodes, but, uh, well, we had to s- switch the broadcast anyway. Apparently, uh, we were having technical difficulties, but we apologize. We uh, apologize for that, but, you know, things happen every now and again. This isn't a perfect uh, network, (laughs) not by long. Hell, even the three big three networks have uh, uh, technical difficulties sometimes. This is the show where we talk about sex, sexuality, and relationships from a blind perspective. And I am your host, Victor Gouveia. Uh, our host, our co- my co-host today, Monica Jones, is not joining me uh, this week. Uh, there seems to be an issue on her end with, again, technical difficulties. So it looks like we're uh, we're all having technical difficulties now and then. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so uh, what can you do? Remember, if you like what you're about to hear, hit that like button. And definitely follow us on YouTube and on our Facebook page and on Twitter. And subscribe to us on on YouTube. Uh, but make sure you hit that notification bell so you know when we go live or upload a new video. If you don't want to catch us live, you can always catch us on repeat on podcast players everywhere. Uh, We're on pretty much most of them. Um, Be it Google, uh, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, we're there. And uh, whatever device you want to hear us on, we're there too. And if you want to catch, if you want to send us a criticism or a message or anything, send it to Saturday Night Adult Party at gmail.com. Again, that's Saturday Night Adult Party at gmail.com. Snap, of course, is sponsored by Eden Fantasies, the one-stop shop where you can get all your uh, sex toys, uh, upgrade your sex experiences, uh, check out the description box for discounts that you can take advantage of, and you can also take advantage of a free sex toy offer on orders of $29 or more. But you have to hit the link in the description box because you won't find this excuse me, you won't find this this offer anywhere on the site. Uh, If you hit the link in the description box, you'll be given a free sex toy uh, with any orders over the total of $29 before taxes. 
a note of warning, Snap is a, well, it is a show with extreme explicit descriptions of sex. Um, We talk plainly and openly about sex, sexuality, relationships, sexual positions, sex toys, as you just heard on the sponsorship portion of the show. Uh, but we do talk explicitly on this show. So fair warning, viewer discretion is advised. If you are under the age of 18, I urge you not to watch this show unless you have an adult present with you. If you are over the age of 18, uh, welcome. I hope you learned something. So this week, we're going to be talking about the top 12 reasons that couples fight. Now, the term couples can mean any pairing of people, be it man and woman, man and man. Woman and man, or woman and woman, or uh, woman and dwarf, or woman and giant, it doesn't matter. Couples fight about what we're about to talk about now. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive list. This is uh, based... On a study done at the University of Wisconsin uh, School School of Human Ecology. Wow, that's interesting. I'd love to see what what's involved in that. But apparently a whole bunch of people took note of their fights. Uh Yeah, they took note of their uh, fights over the course of 15 days. So, um, I would would imagine that every couple gets into fights. No matter what couple you are. And, uh, you know, every so often... Fights tend to be, well, they can be about big things. They can be about small things. But uh, even the smallest things will hurt a couple in the long run if they're not handled adequately uh, or properly, for that matter. So... Let's check out the top 12 reasons couples fight. Excuse me. So at number 12, the the number 12 reasons people fight are about personalities, differences in personalities. And according to 
husbands, personality fights accounted for 5% of the total fights, which is interesting because among women, the, the personality fights counted for 8%. So that's interesting how the two tended to view the fights differently. But um, I mean, it's obviously you're going to have differences in personality when it comes to music. Uh, God, cultural personality uh, differences, you name it, that'll hit you in all the ways necessary. Um, meeting, yeah, meeting, sorry, eating habits, that sort of thing. Some person might be a vegetarian. Another person might be a vegan. Uh, yet another person might be a complete meat eater uh, that eats every meat out there. Um Things like that. Uh, sometimes that stuff will end up making or breaking a relationship. And it depends on how you handle it. If it's something you guys can't get past, seek professional help. Maybe there is a way that you guys can uh, get past this thing. Remember... Just because you have differences in personality, it doesn't mean you're not going to be able to be together. It just means that you have to adapt yourselves uh, in different ways for the relationship to, pro uh, to profit and or uh, benefit from. So that's number 12. And number 11, the next reason people fight is because of friends. Uh, friends made up about 7% according to husbands. And according to wives, it made up 9%. Sorry, my mistake, 8%. Yeah, it seems that, wow, it's interesting that when husbands dislike their wives' friends, yeah, it's interesting how Yeah, when when husbands dislike their wife's friends, it was a distinctive. Yeah, it was a, it was a distinctive predictor for divorce. But I, ironically, for hus uh, for uh, wives, it didn't really matter. Uh, 
but again, it could be that men generally have fewer uh, fewer friends for their wives to hate. But uh, it's interesting thinking about that. Number 10 is intimacy. Intimacy made up 7.5% for husbands and 8.5% for wives. And of course, a lot of those uh, fights were about partners not wanting it or not being able to perform. Uh, for one reason or another. And the worst was that these couples refused to seek professional help because of their sexual inadequacies. And if they don't, it's almost impossible to resolve fights of this nature. So... um, Ideally, you want to get professional help if there is something sexual uh, bothering you. The number nine reason, commitment. Husbands only argued about commitment 8.2% of the time. And wives, 9.1%. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's really hard for... for these researchers to come by with accurate uh, numbers because, let's face it, a lot of people are... Well, well, are usually lying about these things because they don't want to get caught for one reason or another. But it uh, it does seem that fifteen percent of all couples do survive infidelity, so. That is something to look forward to. And and maybe it's because attitudes towards cheating are, are becoming... Well, they're becoming less black and white. And a lot of times, couples don't even cheat because... And and it's not always because of the relationship that people cheat. Um, in fact, a lot of happily married people do cheat for reasons that have nothing to do with the relationship. Um And again, you know, you can get marriage counseling. Uh, 
if it helps. I mean, worst case scenario, what do you do? The worst, the worst thing you find out is that you two shouldn't be married. But at the very least, you know, um, via a professional, that you're, you know, these things are not something you can get past. So. Um, Of course, the number eight reason people fight are relatives. And that <laughs> that might lend credence to the whole in-laws matter thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, extended families did account for yeah, 10.7% for husbands and 11.7% for wives. And these fights included overbearing mothers, a racist grandparent, or an unemployed brother overstaying his welcome. The facts are that uh, there was always a third party that was introduced that made these discussions a lot um, less, a lot less uh, resolved. Interestingly, interestingly enough, the researchers did find that uh, when wives reported getting along with their in-laws, they experienced a 20% high risk of divorce. But when husbands reported the same closeness, they were 20% less apt to divorce. So I find that interesting. And a lot of this might have something to do with women are more empathetic about criticisms of their parents. Whereas men tend to get really defensive about criticism towards their moms. And I can understand that. I mean, I used to get really angry. Oh, God, remember when you were a kid and and you couldn't abide by anyone telling you off about your mother or anything like that or making fun of them? Oh, God, one of the biggest... Uh, one of the biggest uh, reasons to fight when I was growing up was to tell a person, go fuck your mother. That was a biggie. <laughs> I mean, I never understood why that was a biggie, but <laughs> a lot of pe a lot of people got really upset whenever you told them, fuck your mother. <laughs> Come on. 
God, we were so immature at that time. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next one, habits. Uh, number seven is habits. Yeah, for husbands, it accounted for 16.2%. Uh, compared to 17.1% to wives. And probably because bad habits are, uh, well, a plenty, basically. Uh, a couple can find lots of reasons to fight about habits. Um, and in a lot of reasons, they aren't necessarily even big. Uh, issues, uh, but couples tend to turn them into big issues. And sometimes they're even rooted in bigger issues that couples may not be aware of. And of course, you know, fights tend up, uh, tend to be, to lack in quality, but are very well what they lack in quality they kind of make up for in quantity which is why they probably account for the larger numbers on this uh on this uh top 12 list but you should take these uh, fights with a grain of salt because, like I said, even the smallest things, the smallest habits will tend to annoy another person, be it chewing habits or uh, bathroom habits, uh, bedtime habits, you name it. And ironically enough, um, arguments about habits became more uh, focused on when it came to empty nesters. And when I say empty nesters, I'm talking about parents who have kids and their kids have moved out or gone on with lives of their own. Um, probably because these couples tend to focus more on each other when their kids left. Um, which means that their kids were very important in their lives and um, they just didn't concentrate on each other when the kids were around. And of course, guys, you had to know it would come in at number six, money. And about 18.3% for husbands and 19.7% for wives about spending habits, uh, bills, uh, buying various things, salary, and stuff like that. And for men, money is... 
is tied to power. Which means, you know, lack of money or stuff like that will tend to be heated arguments whenever that comes around. The number five reason was work, which kind of leads, uh, springs up from the money thing. Um, a lot of people do work hard, especially in this day of age of uh, dual incomes. Of course, the friction tended to be about uh, absences from home for work or and of course spending long hours of opposites uh, uh, with the opposite sex um, which were seen as rivals uh, for no reason whatsoever which Kind of, uh, yeah, that kind of boils down to commitment and and boundaries in a relationship. And it's good to set those uh, just so there are no, well, there are no surprises in your relationship when you guys have these sorts of things. But uh, I think it should be worth noting that a lot of these fights aren't always in the partner's heads. The fact is that uh, a lot of cheating spouses tended to have um, extramarital affairs on business trips um, rather than... uh, at home. And of course, there are certain jobs that predict infidelity, such as finance, careers in finance, hospitality, and and even social work, which is ironic. Moving on to number four is leisure. And interestingly enough, women tended to be more accepting of activities planned by their husbands than the other way around. And even though personality came into the whole leisure argument, um, the facts were that uh, couples who do things together stay together. And the number three reason was communication. 
wow, these are big numbers. 21% for husbands and and 21.8% for wives. That's that's amazing. Because men aren't and women are uh taught to socialize in different ways. And interestingly enough, uh, this is such a big thing that psychiatrists created a name for it called, uh, quote, stonewalling, unquote. Wow. I, I mean, that's an interesting phrase, stonewalling. In fact, stonewalling was one of four communication errors areas that uh, wow, communication errors can lead to divorce. Content and and the other four, of course, are contempt, defest. Yeah, contempt, defensiveness, and criticism of a partner's personality. That's interesting. The number two reason that couples fight? Chores. Around the house. 25% for husbands and 25, 24% for wives. But keep in mind that you know, domestic labor has become more of an issue, especially in this economy of dual-income families. Which is interesting. Um, married mothers who are the sole breadwinners do more housework than men. How much? Let me see. Yeah, men only did 11, per, 11 minutes per day of general housework. Huh, 11 minutes. That's awfully weird. And study after study does show that do more chores in a relationship Women do more chores in a relationship. But in a lot of instances, uh, it's not that men are averse to helping their wives with chores. Uh, 
It's just that sometimes their wives or um, female partners tend to be more critical of the chores that are being done, which which actually does jive with my own experiences. I mean, the fact is, even though I do the dishes, I had a friend who, who told me, you are the only man who gets shit for doing the dishes. And I do. I mean, I, I use a lot of water. I use a lot of soap. Um, and my wife hates that about me when I do dishes. <laughs> um, which is interesting. I mean, I mean, who the hell argues about doing the dishes because of a lot of water or a lot of soap? Well, apparently we do. <laughs> um, but maybe that might jive with your experiences. I don't know. You know, it doesn't help that us men do see these arguments as a power struggle. And so we we end up looking at it as not wanting to help. So uh, that might be something you might want to take into account. So now we're down to number one and... Number one reasons couples fight, children. Whether it be differences in how a person feels their children should be raised or Wow, 36.5% for husbands and 38.9% for wives. Uh, in this in this uh, trait, mostly about their kids' actions, uh, how their kids are punished, uh, various things like that. Uh, wow, I can't believe that's number one. Well, yeah, I guess it would be. Interestingly enough, it it seems that 20% of all divorces uh, tend to be as a result of differences in how uh, child-rearing happens. And, of course, this number does tend to grow when it comes to the children having uh, developmental or physical disabilities. And couples fight about... Yeah, couples fight about raising children the same way that parents don't like... Well, the same reason parents do talk trash in the playground. Um, 
no matter where, you'll always find somebody in the crowd who's talking bad about what a parent does with their kids or uh, uh, something she heard with their kids and stuff like that. Of course, it doesn't help that people tend to view their kids and as an extension of themselves uh, when it comes to child rearing, even at the cost of their own marriage. But, you know, these fights are very difficult because no matter what, even when uh, relationships split up the fights are still there about their kids in fact they tend to increase more uh, when the split happens even for empty nesters uh, arguments about their children do tend to uh, dominate um, arguments when uh, Children move away. So those are the 12 reasons that I found. <laughs> um, again, they're not qualitative. Um, and these are by no means the definitive uh, uh, reasons why couples fight, but they are uh, something to think about. I mean, why do people fight? A lot of that will tend to be that we simply don't know how to handle each other's um, well, we don't know how to chant uh, handle each other's arguments. The fact is, we will always get defensive about ourselves, uh, about the things we do, about the people we talk to, um, about how we raise our kids. I mean, how many arguments have you gotten gotten into with your wife for reasons that you think a child should be punished for doing something? Um, but your wife says, oh, they're just kids. Or the other way around. One couple might feel that they should talk to their kids about sex, while another couple may think that, no, they shouldn't talk to their kids about sex. They should wait until the kids are older. That is something people have to look out for. And I'm probably going to get flack for this. But I do feel it's never too early to introduce sexuality into a child's life responsibly. 
the earlier they learn about this, the more the less curious they'll be when they get older. And so things like this don't tend to happen. So you might want to take that into account. That's my opinion anyway. I really don't think that keeping things about sex away from your children helps in the long run because, let's face it, if they don't get the answers from you, they will get it from the Internet. And believe me, the Internet is the last place you want your kids to turn to when it comes to learning about sex. Or worse, porn. I mean, I would hate to think that people who don't get talked to by their parents about sex are learning that they're supposed to do whatever they need to do from porn clips. I mean, that's just wrong in so many ways. Um, talk to your kids, especially around the early teenage years. Um, because that's when curiosity about sex tends to rear its ugly head. Or rather, that's when kids are apt to take an interest in sex. Um, in their later childhood, early teen uh, years. So it is a good time if if it hasn't been talked to with them before to start talking about that with them now at that point. Because a lot of kids are well, again, and again, this it, it all boils down to how we raise our kids. A lot of people are defensive about how they raise their kids. Um, I have a more open view on sexuality and children uh, because I, I know what happened to me. And my brother and sisters, when we grew up, we weren't talked about that stuff at all with our parents. In fact, it was taboo, completely taboo. Um, it was just something you didn't go to your parents about. And I come from a, well, a Portuguese family. So substitute Portuguese for whatever culture you want to substitute for, be it uh Latin, be it uh, Greek, uh, Italian, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the older generation tended to grow up in a really restrictive household. I mean, just think of how uh, people behaved in the early 20th century. 
And don't even get me started in the 1800s, the 19th century. That's... Um, it is interesting to note, though. Um, theories and thoughts about sexuality became a lot less inhibited in Europe um, than in North America. Which is ironic because many North Americans were transplanted from Europe. Um, presumably to have a better life. But I guess that better life didn't include sex education. <laughs> so, uh, or uh, openness about sex. And that's something you might want to look at. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I wasn't more well prepared for this. Um, like I said, I had last minute technical difficulties and I had to deal with that before we went on. But um, you know, maybe next time uh, we'll be better prepared. Um, anyway, guys, I that that will do it for this week's snap. Um, I hope you guys learned something, or at the very least, got some trivia in your heads about arguments. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows why people argue? The fact is, it's not so much important why you argue. What's important is how you handle the argument afterwards. Um, so guys, just keep that in mind. We will see you guys next week on Snap. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for the afternoon radio theater Sunday with Monica. Uh, hopefully we'll have her uh, technological issues uh, taken care of. And uh, we'll get that episode out to you guys. So, uh, guys, that'll do it for me this week. We will see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody.